Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation with a little history and psychology. This isn't your typical house podcast. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach nationwide. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. Find me on social media by searching for Space and Reason. The thing that is really hard and really amazing is giving up on being perfect and beginning the work of becoming yourself. A quote by Anna Quindlin. So I need a quick favor. A podcast with a slew of reviews is like a club everyone wants to get into. And if you've been listening to this podcast, would you kindly write a little something honest? Reviews are the thing that help people to decide whether to give this podcast a shot. In this episode, let's discuss one of the many wonderful parts of fall and winter. When our 24-hour block is filled with more darkness this time of year, we have a fantastic excuse to enjoy luminaries and lighting up our senses with candles. One way you can positively affect your mood during the darker months is through the power of smells, scents, and warm, comfortable lighting. It is thought that the Danish obsession with lighting is because they don't get much contact with the outside world in the winter months. Depression and winter can go hand in hand, But what the Danes have realized is that if you light your rooms in the right way and make the atmosphere cozy, then winter becomes pleasurable. You switch your thinking about winter and celebrate in the pleasure. On page 92 of the magazine titled Breathe in the self-care issue, It says that this is the time of year for hibernation, according to traditional Chinese medicine practitioners. The key to good, healthy happiness and overall well-being at any time of the year is finding harmony with the seasons and cycles of life, ensuring internal peace through balance. And the key to the fall season is slowing your pace. What exactly needs to be kept in balance? It's as simple and as complex as making sure the combination of the physical body, the spirit, and the emotional mind is working as best as it can. When these three aspects of the self are equally nurtured, with issues arising in any one area being addressed, 
released or healed when necessary, this results in a happy and healthy life. So there is an event in Minneapolis called the Luminary Lopet on the Lake of the Isles. It's a non-competitive event that serves as the primary financial driver that enables the Lopet Foundation to pursue its mission in creating a shared passion for year-round outdoor adventures in the Minneapolis area, and it focuses on underserved youth and families. Ski, walk, or snowshoe with friends, family, and neighbors on Lake of the Isles groomed trails while immersed in a serene landscape of glowing ice luminaries in the heart of Minneapolis's uptown. There are six start wave times for the Luminary Lopet staggered every half hour between 6 and 9 p.m., this year, the official entry ticket may be a custom luminary mask, which registrants pick up prior to the event and must wear while at the event. And this would replace the traditional glow stick, but still demonstrates that the wearer supports the mission of the Lopet Foundation and entitles the participant to ski, snowshoe, or walk across the groomed trail on the lake that's lined with 1,200 plus ice luminaries. Access to all of the features, including fire dancers, ice cropolis, ice henge, and more. You would witness the peace and awe of this winter celebration that is truly a unique life experience. I find this such a happy and uplifting idea. I think neighborhoods should adopt this idea of putting white luminaries in their yards after the holidays are over to make walking about more beautiful and fun during the dark months. Maybe it's a sign of unity, a sign that we're all humans and a little extra beauty glowing in the night scattered throughout neighborhoods around the world would be comforting and uplifting, no? Because I don't fancy myself a candle expert, I referenced candles.org for guidance straight from the authority on candle care. Before you light a candle, you should always trim the wick to a quarter inch and remove any debris left in the wax pool, such as wick trimmings or matches. Any debris will add more fuel to the candle than it's designed to handle. Too much fuel can cause the flame to unexpectedly flare up or even start a small fire near the candle flame. Wicks that are left long or crooked can cause uneven burning, dripping, flaring, and sooting. Trimming wicks will help to prolong the life of your candle, and they will burn up to 25% longer when you trim the wick every couple of hours. Just like the first cut is the deepest, that first burn is the most important. Candles should burn one hour for every one inch in diameter of the actual candle size. For example, a candle that is two inches across should burn for two hours. If a candle is not burned for long enough to allow the wax to liquefy or to melt from edge to edge, it will create a memory ring. Once a candle has a memory ring, it will continue to tunnel for the life of the candle. 
Burning a candle for too long will cause carbon to collect on the wick, leading it to mushroom. The wick will then become unstable and produce a dangerously large flame. Plus, your candle will start to smoke and release soot. In general, it is recommended that candles do not burn for longer than four hours and cool for at least two hours before relighting. When burning a candle, avoid proximity to fans, air conditioners, open windows, or crowded areas with people walking back and forth. Moving air can disturb the flame, resulting in those pesky black marks on the glass. The best quality candles will have a wick that is the right size and construction for the candle. You can tell your candle has a good wick if it burns cleanly, evenly, and creates a pool of liquid wax all the way across the surface of the candle within two to four hours. MarthaStewart.com offers videos on how to make your own candles, and I think that's just a fun way to create and to reap the benefits of your creation afterward. What I especially love about these directions is there's a link to Bulk Apothecary where you can buy supplies too, so it's not just theoretical instructions, it's actionable instructions with where to get your supplies too. Now, if you're looking for a hobby that isn't a huge, involved, lengthy process, this is a real idea. Page 19 of the book, The Elements of a Home by Amy Azarito reads, Today we possess the godlike ability to turn night into day with the flick of a switch. But once upon a time, the world was a much darker place. Candles were both social and economic currency. In an age without electricity, your net worth and status could be calculated by the kind and number of candles you used. The first factor in that calculation was the candle type. The most rudimentary were rush lights. Used from the time the ancient Egyptians until the 19th century and even into the 20th century in some rural areas, these were made by soaking a peeled reed in melted fat. The tall, skinny candles, too fragile to be held upright, were burned in specially made holders that had metal clamps to grip the reed. If properly attended, the flame had to be drawn up through the holder as it burned. A two-foot-long rush light could last for an hour. Can you imagine the maintenance on that? Holy buckets. The rush light is responsible for the expression burning the candle at both ends. If you needed a little extra illumination, it could be lit from both sides. Molded candles were a step up in the candle hierarchy and were also made from animal fat, usually cow or sheep. I love this book because it deep dives into curious histories behind everyday household objects. It could be a good gift idea for someone who enjoys history in small bite-sized bits. The book later explains the superior candle option was wax, which was prized for its steady white flame without the animal fat odor. Early candles were commonly made of beeswax. Beginning in the early 18th century, they were also made from spermaceti, a substance found in the head of a sperm whale. 
These candles produced a superior, albeit more expensive, light. As a result, the whale trading exploded. By 1775, the demand for spermaceti created an entire industry supporting 150 whaling vessels in Newport, Rhode Island alone. From the perfumed court of Louis XV to Georgian homes in London, candles were often tasked with scenting the space as well as providing light. The sage green bayberry candle was a favorite in Europe. Imported from the American colonies, the tapers were made from the fruit of the bayberry shrub, native to the Atlantic coast. When boiled, the berry's wax coating floated to the top and this material could be turned into smokeless candles with a clear white flame and a light, pleasant scent. And after reading this and a quick Google search, I found that you can buy bayberry candles still to this day. A bayberry candle burned to the socket brings health to your home and wealth to your pocket. What a cute traditional verse. Bayberry has long been associated with the Christmas and New Year season. Lehmans.com, L-E-H-M-A-N-S.com, sells rustic olive-colored bayberry candles handmade in the traditional way, giving off the light herbal aroma. Hand-dipped from pale, nearly translucent green fat, skimmed off the top of a boiling pot of bayberries. More than one and a half quarts of bayberries are needed to make one nine-inch taper candle. Lehman's are handmade in a small historic village in Ohio, or you can also get them at the Bayberry Candle Factory. Speaking of traditions, how about let's do a future episode just on traditions in the home. What are your traditions? I'd love to hear about them. Send them my way on social media if you would. Scents can have a positive effect on mood, stress reduction, sleep enhancement, self-confidence, and physical and cognitive performance, says Teresa Molnar, executive director of the Sense of Smell Institute, the research and educational arm of the perfume industry's Fragrance Foundation. Fragrances inhaled go to the brain where the neurological effect can actually alter mood. They trigger areas in the brain that relate to emotions. Kristen Bell has a favorite brand called Preemptive Love, which was written about in The Strategist in December of 2018. Preemptive love is a business that really warms my heart, she says. All of the products are made by Syrian and Iraqi refugees who are working to rebuild their lives and provide for their families. They make the most delicious smelling candles and soaps, plus super comfy sweatshirts. I have one of their candles in every room of my house. I tend to buy a bunch of them at once and then give them to my friends as gifts. These women are strong, powerful, and unbelievably resilient. I am in complete awe of their ability to shed the past and focus on the future. Every time I burn one of their candles, it's a reminder of the four of the human spirit. I will put this quote and link in the podcast notes. Who do you know that might enjoy an intellectual and positive podcast? 
all about homes and the act of living in them to their best and highest potential. Help spread positivity by helping me spread the word about this podcast. And don't forget, if you have a smart home device, you can say, play the Home Space and Reason podcast by Apple and easily listen while you fold the laundry or go looking for that candle you remember getting for your birthday. TheSpruce.com did an article reviewing monthly candle subscriptions, and this might be just what the doctor ordered to get you through the winter giving you something to look forward to each month. I'll post a link in the podcast notes, but wanted to touch on their top pick, a Vela box. They deliver natural hand-poured candles from American makers in its monthly subscription box. Unlike other subscription boxes, Vellabox doesn't base its monthly subscription on scent alone, although it offers two different scents each month from select American candle makers. The company also teams up with a wellness brand each month to include a bonus gift in every box, like Mrs. Meyer's lotions or all-natural kitchen sponges. Subscriptions to Vellabox are offered in three, six, and 12-month prepaid options. The The company specifically sources clean burning candles made of natural ingredients. The other subscription I wanted to mention because it's a woman-owned business is called Wickbox. They serve up a single luxury candle in a curated monthly subscription box. Before subscribers receive their first box, they need to fill out a scent preference form. The questionnaire asks new subscribers if they like, dislike, or are indifferent to floral scents like rose and gardenia, herbal scents like eucalyptus and mint, citrus scents like orange blossom and Meyer lemon, earthy scents like sandalwood and musk, and more. Wickbox also lets subscribers to disclose their all-time favorite scents for extra personalization. What are you saying about yourself to yourself today? Remember to keep it positive and be the friend that you need most. Have you written a personal mantra yet? Because candles and meditation often go hand in hand, I wanted to bring up mantras because they can invite peace, happiness, and help to propel you forward no matter your gender, religion, or continent that you live on. Medium.com has five great actionable steps for creating your own mantra, so it's time to get out your paper and pen. Let's carefully think about what it is that defines you as a person and let's write our own mantra. Question number one, what core beliefs do I hold? According to positivepsychology.com, core beliefs are our most deeply held assumptions about ourselves, the world, and others. They're firmly embedded in our thinking and significantly shape our reality and behavior. In fact, nothing matters more than our core beliefs. They are the root causes of many of our problems, including our automatic negative thoughts. Yet, as the name suggests, core beliefs are precisely that, beliefs rather than facts. 
based on childhood assessments, they are often untrue. They're also self-perpetuating. Like magnets, they attract evidence that makes them stronger and they repel anything that might change them. But the good news is that it is possible to change them. Question number two, what do I want to project out into the world? Question number three, what part of myself do I value most? Question number four, what makes me happy on a day-to-day basis? What makes me feel good? Next, figure out where things cross over. How can you group things together or where do these things maybe overlap? Maybe the words that come up are capable, creative, and resourceful as an example. Once you've identified your words, your overlapping areas, you can craft them into your mantra that prompts an action. For example, I am capable, creative, and resourceful. I will not focus on my own complaining dialogue, but instead I will focus on what I am grateful for. Short, to the point, goal-oriented clear direction coming from your heart. Intention is one thing, but you have to follow it up with action. So print this new mantra off and stash it in many places so you can set yourself up to succeed. This should be part of your daily routine instead of a chore or another thing on your to-do list. That's why keeping it short and to the point is so important. Also, mantras can change over time. So put this carrot in front of yourself as your goal for now. And when this becomes ingrained and natural, you can move on to the next thing. Right now, as I write this and produce this, I have a brew candle burning on my desk. I guess it's a nod to those of us who enjoy imbibing. Know someone who loves a good beer or a glass of vino? Swag Brewery makes a hand-poured candle using a recycled 22-ounce beer bottle inspired by the flavor of a different craft beer, wine, or whiskey, and they smell amazing. Made here in the USA with a soy wax blend. You'll find breakfast stout, vintage Merlot right next to hard cider, and Kentucky bourbon. As always, I'll put a link in the podcast notes. As you know, I'm a realtor, and despite what you might think, I would caution you against lighting candles in preparation for a home showing. Why? More people than you might imagine have a sensitivity to strong smells, especially artificial ones. So opt for putting water in the crock pot and simmering some herbs and orange slices instead of using candles. Also, lighting a candle and leaving your home is never a good idea. So this is a secondary reason to not use candles for home scent when you're selling and showing your home. However, smell plays a huge factor in how clean the prospective buyer 
thinks your house is. So tune into how your home smells to other people. Being nose blind is real, as you probably know from the many Febreze commercials evoking humorous visuals to this concept. So especially if you have pets, Tune in to how your home smells to other people. It can have a big impact on if it sells or how quickly it sells. If you know someone in the Portland, Oregon area looking to buy or sell in the future, kindly send them a link to this podcast and let them know I'm a real estate agent. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. When you have a quiet moment, consider, was today a good or bad day? And then consider why. When we can get to a point of self-awareness about what good looks like for us personally, it becomes easier to identify when that changes and what that means for your own health. OprahMag.com has an article called The Best Soy Candles to Keep You Company, and it reads, Giving yourself a moment of quiet after a long day is a self-care must, and what better way to do that than by slipping into those comfy flannel pajamas and lighting your favorite scented candle. Or if you're all in for fall, we have the perfect pumpkin scented and autumn options to get you in the mood for the season. But before you strike the match, consider swapping your go-to for a soy wax candle. It's renewable wax made of natural ingredients that's said to last longer than paraffin. It goes on to list 12 of her most favorite, and I will put a link in the podcast notes. There is a maker on Etsy called The Shabby Wick who makes personalized soy wax candles with a special personalized name definition on it. So if you're thinking of giving the gift of a candle, this is such a unique idea. The example reads Kelly, noun, and then under it, it reads number one, funny and sweet. Number two, enjoys online shopping and good wine. Number three, loves Adam Levine and cats. Four, most favorite friend, sister, and mom. So you literally plug in the name that you want listed and the four lines after it are personalized to perfectly suit your friend. Every candle includes gift packaging and it's wrapped in a natural linen gift bag with a jute drawstring and rustic wood gift tag. Because candles, luminaries, and relaxation go hand in hand, I created a bonus episode just for you. Being released simultaneously, episode 48 is a seven-minute guided relaxation exercise that you can repeat as often as you like. I want you to go find a quiet, still place in your house. Grab one of the candles we've been talking about and light them there. Finish out this episode and then indulge in seven wonderful minutes in episode 48. There are about one zillion candle companies out there to choose from and I have found so many lists. 
I will link to one master list that you can reference. If you have children and you haven't listened to episode 18, it's all about creating spaces for kids to thrive in, keeping chaos at bay, and encouraging them to feel relaxed, seen, and heard. Your choices can support their growing curiosities and enhance their opportunity to learn about themselves and about the world. Eliminating mental and physical clutter seems to be the biggest challenge for parents because how many goodie bags and cheap items have you brought home from countless birthday parties? Let's talk about creating spaces for kids and dealing with it all by tuning in to episode 18. Going hand in hand with candles, I think episode 16 is all about bedrooms. Few of us actually make our bedrooms and sleep experience a priority, so tune into episode 16 to close your eyes and think of what your bedroom might be, what it could be. Let's discuss all the elements of a successful bedroom that's both indulgent and highly functional. When you subscribe to this podcast, it changes your relationship from searching to receiving. As soon as you've subscribed, you no longer have to keep track of all of your favorite shows. You no longer have to go out there and search out new episodes. You no longer have to remember what you've listened to or where you left off. So go easy on yourself and make sure you've subscribed. You can always count on these episodes to bring you intellectual and uplifting conversations about home functionality, design, and automation. As always, it's kid-friendly if small ears are close. Did you know that you can hire me no matter where you live? Yep, if you're really stuck on one particular part of your home, maybe you need direction on changes you should make in order to prepare your home for a future sale or make unused spaces more functional, go to my website, spaceandreason.com and click on the Home Functionality tab. There you'll find options of ways to work with me and it can even be virtual. I'm going to end with a lovely quote from Jean Shinada Bolen. When you recover or discover something that nourishes your soul and brings you joy, care enough about yourself to make room for it in your life. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. 